welcome to Dear Hartwell. My name is Tiffany, and I'm here with my sister Andrea and my cousin Emily. Say hi, everyone. Hi. We're so excited to be back. Today, we have our second special guest with us, which we will introduce in a second, but we're really excited about. We're just on a roll with these guests now because we realize we just have way too many special people in our lives, and we want to share the podcast with everybody. Um, So thank you all for listening. I hope you listened to our last podcast. We had our grandfather our grandfather, <laughs> we call him Tata, um, on the podcast, <laughs> our, grand, our granddad. Um, and so we had a really fun time with him, but I hope you go back and listen to that. If you haven't listened, <clears throat> we, <laughs> also <have> our, <laughs> we also have our surprise behind the scenes episode too, where we just talk more about, I forgot what, about that one. Yeah. Yes. Where we talk more about I behind cry. the scenes. Yes, Andrea cries. It's well worth the listen. It's a really good, like, um, we had no plans on doing it. We were just talking. So listening to our conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So today we are super excited to have the fourth. You forget his name. Fourth person. (laughs) No, we're super excited to have the fourth person to our four. The fabulous four, the original four, Caleb Pipkin, Woo! the wonderful Hello. prince to all our plays. Yes, the, the male to all. <laughs> the male in all of our make-believe productions. And now a amazing dad and husband. He has a little girl named Jaya Lois, named after a family um, helper and my grandmother as well and his beautiful wife wife elizabeth they live in missouri caleb is a awesome stay-at-home dad which is super cool um he does an amazing job with jaya i've seen him take care of her he's so amazing so loving and he also works part-time yeah he also (laughs) works part-time as a program what is it called i forgot what your part time programming pastor at gateway branson church yes so that's in branson awesome. missouri and you can go online and watch Britain him preach <laughs> you can actually go on to facebook uh gateway branson because oh, yeah. elizabeth got up there with me last, oh. this past oh so. that's fun i gotta go on. go check it out we yeah we should link it in the places where we can link things <laughs> spiritual alignment with god and your relationship so oh good that's so cool well caleb is emily's brother um her younger brother emily's oldest so caleb's number two so we have the siblings here yes minus the youngest siblings we just have to shout them out (laughs) missing our little brothers who came along later (laughs) who added lots of joy and adventure to our lives and maybe we'll interview them again. Yes. And Caleb goes by a very, uh, a few different revered nicknames. Ray being one of them because his middle name is Caleb Ray. Sometimes we refer as Caleb Ray. For a while there, he was K Ray to me, but that one's kind of died off. I call off. him K Ray sometimes. Do you still call him K Ray? And Bubba, yeah. a lot of times I, I have him in my phone as Bubba. So I, I call always called him KK growing up. There's always KK. 
I said yeah. K-Ray. And well, with people get call me Jacob at church sometimes when they don't oh, know my name. You know, <laughs> that one's never been. Caleb. Except I'm too, I'm too, I don't know, shy or don't kind. really care to <laughs> tell them. them. Except three months later, I had to talk to 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 correct somebody three months later. So oh. that's, so, that's okay, Caleb of you. Yeah, because <laughs> I I don't care. Caleb is one of the <laughs> sweetest care. sweetest people you will ever meet. He's so loving and so sweet. (laughs) Well, because before we jump in to learn more about Caleb and our time as being MKs and just all the goodness that Caleb brings to our life, um, I wanted to do a really quick um, sibling game. So this is 55 questions. All siblings should be able to answer about each other. We are not doing 55. All 55. (laughs) We're not doing 55. But what we're going to do is um, I'm going to ask the question and it'll be directed to the younger siblings to think of their answer. And Andrea and I will have to give our answer to what we think they're going to say. All right. And okay. no changing your answers on the spot. Okay. Okay. So no cheating. The, no cheating. The first question is mm-hmm. what was their most prized childhood possession? Mine or Andrea's? This is going to be yours, Tiffany. And Andrea is going to try to guess what she thinks yours was. And for me, I'm going to say that Caleb's was his Barney. This would be like really, really back in the day, preschool days, his Barney. Wait, you said it before he could even think of it. Oh, sorry. We're (laughs) on a podcast. I don't have all day to get these answers. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to think on your feet. Okay. Are you ready, Tiff? I know what you're going to say and it's not correct, but go ahead. I think it's her, her crystal rock. <gasps> yes. That's, that's what it was. <laughs> wow. What was it? My <laughs> rock collection. Her crystal now David rock is doing it too. David's picking up rocks. I'm so proud of him. Crystals. They're worth so much. <laughs> Caleb, did I get it right? Or anywhere close? Well, yeah. I mean, no, that was one of them. Uh, but I was trying to think of uh, what constitutes as childhood. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. How child are well, we? The, the two pop- popped in my head. But yes, yeah, the Barney I had would be up there. But I don't really remember him as much as my, I had a, um, I had a Tomcat. It was a Tomcat, uh, like, model plane that i had mm-hmm. or like one a big plane that i'd play with but then i also had a scooter um that <laughs> you fell off of when we were kids oh yeah <laughs> uh, but my my scooter was legit it's uh we even i we've even got a picture of it somewhere i think on facebook still but anyways that's and so i'm sitting on it but yeah that's what but yes barney's up there so yeah that's awesome. Well, I think uh, probably Chip and Ange get the point on that one because I think Thank that you. was pretty spot on, even though I was pretty yeah. correct too. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> um, we're going to ask this in reverse. Now this is going to be Andrea and I. So um, what did we want to be when we, when we grew up? <laughs> what did they want to be when they grew up? <laughs> we both know already. I'll go first. She wanted to be a tea bag stapler. Yeah. <laughs> the person who staples the string onto the yes. tea bags. That was so intriguing to me. And then they broke my dreams when they told me a machine did it. 
Oh my goodness. I don't think I ever knew that. This is why I'm not really? your sibling, I guess. I thought we brought this up on the first podcast, but I could be wrong. <laughs> wow. I don't think so. All right, Caleb. Funny. Uh I have this would I have no idea. Like zero, <laughs> zero idea. I have a guess. Um, I even said this at Andrew's feel, wedding, I'm pretty sure. You did? Yeah. Wow. Uh, when we were stalling for some reason, not really stalling, but we oh, were asking, Uncle Lloyd was know. asking us questions. Well, it would I, have to. I feel like uh, uh, the first thing that pops in my head is a stewardess. That's a good guess. It's not far off. I wanted to be a travel agent. So. Oh, oh hey. that's uh, so close. I don't remember that. I, well, I, I wanted, you wanted to be, to be on things. Broadway. Well, no, that really wasn't until I was later on but I wanted to be an orphanage director or Uh, I wanted to be a travel agent and I would sit in dad's office there that we had and Mm -hmm. I would put on his little headphones and then pretend to be booking everyone's flights so Uh, yes I feel pretty good about stewardess then because I knew you were into travel yes yes that was good all right our last one oh we're at 55 (laughs) yeah 55 um there's all sorts of questions what's their this one is worth a thousand points a thousand points andrew and (laughs) tiffany are ahead of us but that's okay no worries um how does your sibling like their eggs and this is us trying to guess our siblings how they like their eggs oh are you are are thinking yeah i'm i'm saying what caleb's favorite eggs oh you should know this one i'm saying scrambled yeah i'm saying scrambled yeah i'm saying scrambled (laughs) are we saying it for you too (laughs) we're we all like scrambled eggs what's really crazy is that i don't know about you guys but my family as far as my mother is obsessed with eggs and we have yes probably three dozen eggs at all times and eats them every morning and and I yes. used to only eat scrambled, but now I eat fried. I've diversified my egg consumption. I still can't. I, I buy I buy like eighteen eggs at a time, and I live alone. So <laughs> you have a problem. They're we delicious. Buy some chickens. I eat them raw. Ew! My mom used to have. Her mom used to put a raw egg into her breakfast shake or something. I don't know because my mom wouldn't eat eggs. And I'm like, that's the worst way to eat eggs. There was a lot of, between like, I feel like the Atkins or during that whole stage of dieting, there was a lot of raw eggs happening for whatever reason. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for playing the game. Good job, Andrew and Tiffany. Sorry, but interjection. They wouldn't even let us eat cookie dough because it had raw eggs and then they were eating raw eggs. Oh, this is messed up. Okay, continue. Sorry. Mother lie. I just had to think about that. Well, Caleb, we are so glad that you are here with us. Thank you for saying yes and being part (laughs) of our OG crew, the four. Um, So we just want to dive in because I am so curious. You know, we have our women perspective, um, sister perspective, cousin perspective. We've had our share of talking a little bit more about our experience, but would love to hear more about your experience as an MK. And so the first thing I'd like to know is what was your first memory of India? Oh uh, yeah. Um, I, 
That's the, the funny what I the what I usually tell people is the first memory I have. Um but um it's it's weird. you're landing in Madras, which is now Chennai. Um and you, it was it was late at night and it in India, at least back then, um you'd get off the plane and you'd either walk to the terminal uh terminal or you would either uh, ride a bus to the terminal. So I can't, I, that's always like a vivid memory. I don't know in my head, but then, um, yeah, it was just late at night. And then I just remember everybody had a good tan. Like everybody <laughs> was, everybody was Brown and we're white and everybody, it was so just different, you know? Um, and I just, uh, remember, it felt kind of chaotic, you know, you, you go and you see animals in the road. And I remember, uh, Tata and grandma Stewart came and picked us up. Um, and it's just, uh, yeah, it's just that that's always been a vivid memory for me is the Madras terminal, <laughs> just getting out and just, cause it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's a it's an instant transition. There's no easy transition into India, you know, and so um, that's you know I guess you uh, that's why they call it culture shock or whatever. Um, but just remember there being a lot of people um, and everything was different. And so I think even at a young age, everything is just completely opposite from what you're used to. Is what I remember. It's so true. There's such a vivid memory of that Chennai airport in my mind. I just see the like hundreds of people waiting and just feel that heat and everything just hit your face when you walk out of the Chennai airport. It's such a vivid memory and it's a good memory too. Yeah. Yeah. I think now that I've traveled when, even when I go back to a place that's not India and if it's the similar climate, when those doors open from the AC into that heat, it just like, I don't know what it is. It just makes me feel like home for that split second, even if it's not India. Um, and then when I went to Nicaragua, I was also reminded because they were trying to help us with the bags and there was like three or four people. And it just reminded me of like that first experience where you were having everyone trying to help grab your bags and you like had to stick close to your parents and everything <laughs> so and much had, going on so much going on and yeah you had to remember what you should say and what you shouldn't say <laughs> at different times too through that airport so there's a lot of vivid memories about that airport for sure yeah yeah but that's that's memory uh memory number one uh for me when you get to india so I have a question. Did you ever feel growing up um, like you were outnumbered by girls? <laughs> no. Because our dads were away a lot. And so even like, it was just our moms and us three and you. Yeah, I just. A little prince. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, I never felt like, I mean, just because uh, for us, us four it's just it's just a different uh relationship it's it's we're kind of blessed in a way that we have this you know um it because what's what's interesting you know in our family and what i love about our family is even all my cousins um how close we all are is very very out of the norm Mm -hmm. um you know it's definitely more 
what people would see, how we would interact with each other would be a brother and sister type relationship. Mm -hmm. And um, no, I just, I never felt uh, needing more boys. Now, obviously, um, I, now we out, are I, I, I outprayed all y'all. Okay. Hey, you felt outnumbered by us even. After y'all, after y'all, y'all three, I prayed for all the boys that came up there after you. No house. more girls. Okay. That's right. what happened. No. You know. Hey, no, uh, it's because we decided not to pay God have any a more relationship. girls. He's got my back, you know. <laughs> So, that's so funny and you know uh, what we dug out in the dirt a lot we were all yeah. together doing what we loved so yeah yeah no, we were we were tomboy we, enough i guess yeah it's it's not like it was never this is a boy thing to do or a girl thing to do this is just a fun thing to do mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> you know fun yeah so uh no um yeah so i guess all that to say is no <laughs> i wouldn't have <laughs> i wouldn't have wanted it any other way tiff Oh, well, Caleb, um, growing up had a sweet puppy dog named Ashley and she had multiple batches of puppies all throughout her life. Um, but oftentimes you would find us out there, at least in Madras, a lot of times we would be out, um, digging in the dirt or playing in the sand area because there was a little different than Cody. But do you remember feeling, um, I mean, obviously we had visited Cody a couple of times, but moving from that transition from being in Madras all the time to then being in Cody and the differences that you felt between the two. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, we spent our first years living in, I keep saying, I'm going to call it Madras. I can't, it's hard for me to say <laughs> Chennai, but when I say Madras, I mean Chennai, but you know, that transition from, from Madras, I just, I, I think we were all excited because Ange and Tiff, had you guys, were you guys and Cody before we got there or did y'all move after we went? We moved you remember? after you guys. We moved after. after. It was like one year after. Yeah. Yeah, you guys um, were there a year before. But we had we had visited Cody like all together before that. Um, and I just, I was, I just remember being so ecstatic to move. I was ready to go live in, in Cody. You know, I, I, try to because i you know Ange and i right now we try to you know explain it to you know our spouses you know nathan and elizabeth you know just talking about you know growing up in our childhood but to me um cody is such a rare place it's such a um it's such it's one of those places where you like that instantly you know your home type things Mm -hmm. It, it kind of reminds me of um, this might be going off on a tangent, um, but it reminds me of in the magician's nephew, C.S. Lewis, uh, part of the Chronicles of Narnia, right? They're all, they're all these pools that the two kids are jumping into. I can't remember what the kids' names are, but they're jumping into the different pools, right? And the different pools take you to these magical worlds. Um, and if you go in this pool, you go to this area, you go to jump into that other pool, it takes you to a different area. And so um, just um, for me, that's what Cody is. It's just, you, you jump into it and it's just, just magic right away. It just feels, <laughs> it was completely different. Yeah. And for this, the year that we were there prior to Andrew and Tiffany coming, we went to Cody school as a day scholar. 
meaning we weren't at the boarding school part of it. Um, do you remember those that first grade experience for you with, well, we call her Aunt Kathy, but Aunt Kathy was your um, teacher that year, but how was that first schooling experience where we were there? Because previously you had been taught kind of on your own, I guess, homeschooling in Madras, but then transitioning into more socializing there and at Cody School and your Cody School experience. You mind just talking to that a little bit? We call her uh, Aunt Kathy, Kathy and Mark Daniels. They were also uh, missionaries uh, to India. Um, but Aunt Kathy uh, really poured into my life just because I needed it. Um, just had a, the, the learning the I don't know if you disability or had to had a speech had to impediment. Work yeah, I had to work harder, you know, <laughs> or just it was just different, you know. So I had a lot of uh speech problems growing up. Um and so Aunt Kathy really worked with me uh early on. Um and then when we moved to Cody, she was actually uh teaching there at the international school. Um uh, and the two memories I remember of uh school there was I was the tallest kid so <laughs> I had to sit in the skunk chair um, so there was a chair that was usually put in the corner so if you acted up you'd have to go sit in the skunk chair well the skunk chair was a little <laughs> bit taller than the other shorter chairs and so I needed like a desk and a chair so I had to sit in the skunk chair in first grade um, remember that <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, Kathy had a, a jelly bean contest. You had to guess, or, a uh, a candy in the jar contest. And you had to guess how much candy was in the jar. And then, uh, so I guessed the closest amount. Um, so the first thing she said was, I'm sure Caleb would love to share with y'all. So I got about uh -huh. four pieces of candy in the rest of the, <laughs> Uh, my classmates, Nadisha and Cheryl and uh, Melody and all, all them that. great people. <laughs> I'm sure even without her saying that, you probably would have shared mm -hmm. with all your friends because <laughs> I have a memory of uh, us going down the dirt hill on our bikes. And um, at the end, I, I kind of drifted, <laughs> but it didn't work. And I slid on my upper lip and just got a mouthful of dirt and blood and nastiness. And you were up there with my mom and me as she's cleaning me up. And you just were so remorseful about it. And you like offered me portions of your American candy that you had hid away Aww. because you felt so bad for <laughs> my cut on my face. <laughs> Oh, I remember that. Have my American candy. <laughs> I, I specifically remember. Yeah, I, I, I do love you then. <laughs> I'll offer you that. I want to offer you that now. Wow. <laughs> wow. He's become hearted in his old age. That's right. Oh. I've grown. I've grown and whatever. Gotten. No, Tough. I haven't got. I'd share with you. <laughs> pretend to be mean but I can't because I still have my baby face under my beard <laughs> we um had a lot of fun growing up and we went back to the states after that year and when we returned um Andrea and Tiff were there and so that started off our homeschool 
co-op in Cody, I guess, whatever that would be called. There were so many stages of our life in India. Right? Exactly. This stage was called the homeschool stage. The homeschool (laughs) stage. Yes. Where they would fly out. We were so bougie. They would fly out MAs to come teach us because our moms couldn't deal with us. (laughs) I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. But what do you remember about our homeschool days? Miss Helen and Tanya and um who else yeah. came um, i mean for us uh Haley came Haley and Brian. yeah holly um, Kristen holly aunt stephanie yeah, I, came aunt stephanie was our first lady <laughs> sorry go ahead <laughs> yeah no i was trying to no, i'm trying what i what's kind of i remember moving into the vividly the new the schoolhouse on the hartwell compound in the mm-hmm. cottage but I don't know if y'all remember where we originally met. I remember. <laughs> was at a uh, kind of a hotel. Yeah. Area <laughs> that and we had that we met in like some empty hotel rooms because the church, the Assembly of God Church, there also met in that hotel uh, upstairs. Yeah. So I think that's how we ended up going there. Um, and so probably. Uh, so I guess Aunt Stephanie would have taught us there. Um, and I I just remember Aunt Kathy pulling me to go yeah. teach me other things. Uh I think Aunt Stephanie was only in Chennai with Tiffany and I before you guys came. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. This this um, so our moms did. Been, yeah. She came uh, up to Cody for some reason though, because I remember her staying with us. Like she was with the four of us babysitting mm-hmm. us while our parents went to do something. I don't really know what, why? I think that was during the year that you guys were up and we were down in Chennai. Oh, that would make sense. So we came to visit Cody. I have a vivid memory of that hotel. Your mom had set up a keyboard in one of the rooms and we would all take turns. And then the second memory was driving in the blue Qualys to the hotel every morning, all of us. Oh yeah. And we would listen to... I don't want to be your sheep. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> well, I just want to be a sheep. And then the, oh, I yeah. just want to be a sheep. Had the what? Cart- the one with the cartoon song? Cartoon hallelujahs. Yeah. 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 And then Petra. Yeah. Caleb's favorite Petra. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. We all like would throw a fit about it, but I actually <laughs> liked it, but we'd like, <laughs> we pretend like we did not want to listen to it. But it was, I like Petra. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. It's because I was because fighting for my raise my favorite color. Black and white will never be my thing. Girl. girl. Yes, that was. Oh something, my word. Yeah. It was um, jump five? Was there something? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Super chick. But uh Avalon. But yeah, I mean it's uh it's something I I bring up to a lot of people because um you know, we are really fortunate to have had so many different experiences of education uh, because it gives you, for me, it it allows you to adapt, number one, but then it just gives you a whole different worldview of each um, area you're being taught in. So we were um, international school, we were homeschooled, uh we were in christian school and we came back we were in public school so i mean we um 
had different many ex- uh, experiences. I just really appreciate um, my parents and uh, Uncle Dave and Aunt Lisa as well for y'all think through the experiences experiences that we had. Um, yeah. Because you know, for me, I'm I'm trying to do the same in Jaya's life because it's really important uh, for me um, because, you know, living here in Missouri um, with the friends I have here, um, it's hard to explain your worldview or for people to relate mm-hmm. how you approach different situations. Um, and so um, it's really important for me that Jaya experiences the world um, outside of, out of here. Um, and so, um, that's something that Elizabeth and I really carefully pray through and think through of how we want to raise her, um, and any kids that, um, we may raise in the future, um, of, of, of just something similar, you know, it's going to be hard to be exact because there's, there's no, other people on earth that grew up the way we did yeah um in such a special way um and it can't be replicated as hard as as much as i want to and as hard as i try um it can just be uh kind of a template though so yeah we were blessed for sure so um tell us a little bit about the uh diamond elephant cave oh the let you forgot a word it's called the legendary uh, oh. elephant diamond <laughs> cave uh located in Beershola uh, supposedly yeah uh still i literally just it. watched that video on your facebook page andrea <laughs> or tiffany one of you we have got to post that video okay sorry we got lost when you made us get lost Trying to we find get, the legendary elephant game. We didn't Diamond. get lost. That's Diamond. what he says the whole video. We're we sitting here lost. today. Okay. <laughs> We're just looking for it. Just, <laughs> after watching Nicolas Cage and National Treasure, I feel like if I went back and had a my go at it again, You'd I'd be overconfident. I'd be, no, I'd, I'd find it. It's there. <laughs> okay, for years. You'd have to Caleb find what? Has. The Declaration of Independence? What are you going to look for? <laughs> Caleb no, I like, emphatically the said it's there. Skills that yeah. Nicholas Cage did in National Treasure. Okay. To find the <laughs> Elephant Diamond Cave, which is there. Excuse me. The legendary Elephant Diamond Cave. <laughs> he has never ever denied ex- existence. I've never heard him deny it. <laughs> and I've almost grown to accept the reality of it because of Where his determination. Caleb. So That's a good question. Um <laughs> You know, in India, when, <laughs> when we would go do our hikes to uh, Bershola, um, uh, so Bershola, there's a waterfall and a shola tree is a, what is it? I, I've never found, I've never shola seen is a is a forest, isn't it? Is a forest or I think it's yeah. called a shola tree though too, <laughs> or something. Okay. Somebody Maybe correct us. Shola, shola forest or shola tree um i anyways but there were when we went to bear shola 
or even some of the trees in Cody. Like I haven't seen trees like that anywhere else in the world. But anyways, besides Beautiful. all that, yeah. If it's a Shola forest, whatever it is, there's there's a bunch of trees there. Anyways, uh, we would go and hike there. Uh, we would walk there from Hartwell to Bear Shola. Um, and uh, on our way there, um, there was a, a man who went to our church. His name was Israel. Mm. Um, mm. And so he would okay. had the honor, best bread in the whole yeah, world because uh, we, because yeah. we 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 had cute smiles and we'd go up, hey Israel, can we have some lemonade and bread? Lemonade and so an like, apple crumble. Yeah, an apple if he, crumble. If he had apple crumble, that was that and was. And it tasted was like fire, crumble. literally. Uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, I will say, uh, yeah. So. Uh, legendary Israel uh, told me about the legendary elephant diamond cave. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. So our parents would just turn us loose because it's it's about a, maybe a 10 minute walk from yeah. Hartwell compound. And they're like, all right, little children, like, go ahead. You can go adventure. And we would walk down the road. We would stop at Israel's on the way. He had a little bread shop. We'd get our goodies and then we'd go on. To and Bear we never Shola. paid for them. <laughs> we tried we, we tried to, to. Did, uh, did we did we i don't know yeah, that our, <laughs> our parents tried to make okay. us pay for it and we'd it hike, wasn't our hike, money hike all through the forest and caleb was like so sure of where he was going and and we hey, would at one point I, be like we've got to go home and he's like if you had continued for 10 more minutes we would have been there we would have found the we would have found the game oh, i must my. not have been on a lot of these hikes because i don't remember searching for the legendary diamond elephant cave at I, all. I remember it was a it was a little bit of a i i learned of the legend maybe a little later on um, oh. still looking for it um it's there somewhere <laughs> uh, i'm gonna go back and look for it one day yeah but uh in actual reality um besides it being there um <laughs> no uh <that laughs> Is, is it called is it not lying if, if, if you're having fun um nope nope still lying still lying i uh, uh don't I, admit to anything right don't admit to anything it's really um, no uh, all that to say is man we had like it's it's so weird watching kids not have imagination these days <laughs> It's really sad. It's true. Uh, no, so, I just said that about David the other day. I was like, this kid doesn't really imagine. And my dad looks at me. He's like, I remember another kid being like that. I was like, oh, I thought I was imaginative, but I guess I wasn't. Andrew I was a realist. A realist. <laughs> you were the real? I didn't know that. Oh, well, you're pretty imaginative. I mean, we forced you into we, imagination. We were yeah. poor orphans that became kings and queens a few times or two. <laughs> That's true. Mm, yeah. So um, also talk about <laughs> our our tree dwellings by the um, tennis oh. courts and how we were the paupers. And, oh, Emily already knows where we're going with this. <laughs> this seems a little dangerous yeah. to The guest, though. Let's go ahead. Uh, no. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So what was cool about the uh, tennis courts at... So, yeah, there... Yeah, I mean, yeah, we had... <laughs> clay yeah, tennis, tennis court <laughs> and a badminton court uh yeah we yeah at um, the bottom of the compound yeah. compound and um 
There's these, um, like I said, amazing shola foresters, eucalyptus shola trees, trees, eucalyptus trees, yeah. um, and Cody, um, and and literally like the roots and the tree like make this perfect spot to pretend like you have a little house. One's like, more perfect than the others. One is <laughs> definitely bigger and more grand and has the largest <laughs> kitchen. Yes, has a nice um, sink and everything in it. I think it's the first first or second tree uh, when uh-huh. you go to the tennis court because I remember being closest to the wall and I had a little yeah. nook I was next door in. Um, <laughs> and bad. so yeah we would we'd play and um, we had pear trees that would grow on the property so Tiff and I were usually the ones getting pears for <laughs> Ange and Emily who the queens that would uh yep they were they were the, the orphanage runners <laughs> I don't know in true fashion, I mean, we had watched Annie a couple many times, yeah, so obviously yeah. I was Miss Hannigan. Yeah, according to this crew, I, I didn't say that. It was, it, you know what? Honestly, when we would imagine all that, it was honestly ever after is probably the closest that I would say we were all imagining in our head. At least probably. that's that's what I remember the most is that we were all. Yeah, because I always wanted to wear my hair like Daniela. And yeah, like have the two braids with my long yeah. hair. Yeah, you're right. And, you're right. You're right. Um, so yeah, if you want to know what our somewhat what our imaginations look like, you just have to watch Ever After. Um, great movie. We recommended that one as well. Yeah, mute, mute one part where the glass slipper has water. Ding. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's all. One bad yeah. word. Yeah. <laughs> it's one bad word. That's bad all. So, and also, okay, did you guys see that picture of our parents on the swings at Hartwell Compound? There's a picture of yes. grandma. No, grandma is pushing my dad and your mom on the swings at Hartwell as children. <laughs> are the exact same swings that we were swinging on, which is wow. very. And they were hanging on by a thread when we were swinging on them too. And we're alive. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. I haven't seen that picture. We'll have those pictures. It. Yeah. So. I think Emily has it. You have it, Emily? I don't think I've ever seen it. I have it. Refer to our um, Instagram page to see all the pictures yeah, <laughs> that go along that. with this episode. Yeah. Dear Harwell. I also remember by the tree houses where it was um a wall that we could stand on and be pretty tall on our side because the ground was very high above it and so there would be times when we would hang off the wall to pretend that we were falling off the wall to make passers but I think that there was all these like white children falling off the wall (laughs) and we just thought it was so funny that we would just like hang on and be like ah falling help us and no one really cared or thought it was too funny but i thought it was hilarious we amused ourselves we also loved playing by the stream making dams and also making forts in the forest with a bunch of branches we had a good time outside remember cutting your leg in the stream date caleb i almost called um oh david now (laughs) um i i'm sure i did Ange, but i don't remember. I, remember. I cut mine I, in the stream yeah. oh was that you maybe i was remembering him with the blood in his sock <laughs> of leeches yeah that was also that. me that was <laughs> <laughs> i mean i've had me. that too 
I've had the leeches. I don't remember the cut, but I do think that, Emily. <laughs> Caleb, remember getting that round brush stuck in your hair? <laughs> oh wait, that yeah. was Emily. <laughs> oh my bad. So you cut oh. your foot, Emily, or your leg? I cut my leg. I still have the scar from it. We were climbing through the <laughs> river. <laughs> oh my word, the river. The river, also known the creek. I, the creek. I, I think this is a legendary scar. Don't think it exists. <laughs> I will show I you when I you come to my it. house. The legendary. <laughs> I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but the one thing <laughs> I remember oh, while we were playing one day is because in, in Cody, it's very, very rare or not at all that there are snakes there. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, but but they are there. It's kind of like kind of like what everybody says about leopards. It's very rare to see leopards and Cody, but they are there. Um, <laughs> but uh, there are a couple snakes in in Cody. But I remember us Tiff and I were messing <laughs> yep. around, and uh, we were I don't know making a fort, digging, or stack, digging, <laughs> stacking, <laughs> and all of a sudden I uncovered a rock. And there was a snake. It was yes. a viper that just whoosh, was right there. And uh, and then Tiff, I, I that's the fast drive I've ever seen Tiff run. She screamed <laughs> and ran back up the hill all the way all to the my way house. It was imagining the snake chasing me the whole way. <laughs> it was probably like five inches, and it probably was not a viper. Caleb just was like, "It's a viper." I don't know. <laughs> It, and me and Emily, I remember it we? being blue and black and nasty looking, and Tiff mm-hmm. freaking out, and it's, it was funny, and I just, yeah, but that that was a random story that popped. In my head. How do you feel about monkeys? They're nasty. <laughs> they they curious George. Let me tell you, <laughs> curious George is the m- biggest sham on television <laughs> well they're pretty mischievous and so is curious george you know it, there is no there is no um for, forgiveness for monkeys um, <laughs> um no yeah no monkeys are are pretty nasty um than cody uh and to me and they're scary they're pests. Um, and i and here's the thing uh there's there's stories all the time from India. There was even a mayor killed by <laughs> monkeys. Yeah, like the, the diamond elephant cage that is legendary. Legendary. <laughs> listen, y'all can go mess with monkeys. Y'all y'all do you. No, well we we'll, we'll stay away. Anyways, but no monkeys are, uh, yeah, are very the the monkeys and Cody can be very nasty they used uh, to throw pears at us yep. in the pear trees these are y'all do not feed the monkeys when you go to india you make them even more mean so yeah. do not feed them it was so annoying when people would come and feed them and were like you're the reason why they throw pears at us and they're not afraid of us i mean house. not gonna lie oh, it's extremely orange. funny when it happens um <laughs> There's we literally have a picture and I uh, you know if y'all want to ever post it there's literally a picture of mom checking our brother Josh's head after a small yeah. jack jackfruit 
a monkey oh, yeah. and threw a jackfruit at his at head. head. I uh, so yeah, so it's it's hilarious, uh, scary but hilarious. Um, yeah. If you ever have Josh on here, I'm sure he'll tell you his monkey stories um, that <laughs> him and Elijah have. So I'll I'll let him. Uh, he tells it pretty well. Uh, but yeah, monkeys are are no joke. Um, they're very, very, but they are really interesting to see how a monkey troop um, act and how how they are really smart too. And they uh, monkey almost kidnapped Josh too. So I'll let him. Yeah, Josh has had. <laughs> Josh has had <laughs> he is a one lot of, of yeah a lot of bad experiences with monkeys. Trauma. So I'll, I'll I'll let him talk about that. The monkeys. Are there any um, prominent uh, memories that stand out to you? I mean, I know that there's quite a few, but anything when you just think about India or when someone mentions India, what are kind of some of the what maybe one story that you kind of bring up or like to share with people? it's it's hard until yeah because you can sit with people and start coming up with story after story and um what I are think some of the I, first things that people want to know about india when they're talking to you when oh some of the first things is just how do you describe it so the way usually i approach it is it's opposite everything that you taste breakfast dosa idli vadai um everything that you see um the colors just colors everywhere um uh what you touch and you feel um it's different um and even what you hear <laughs> uh hearing every music genre outside being played um uh bollywood type music um <laughs> Um, everything is opposite from what you're used to, um, is usually how I first describe it. Um, and then, and then fall in love with it. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, people like to talk about the British influence and I, I, for, I tell a lot of train stories, which is odd. Um, <laughs> oh, <you too. laughs> I, yeah. So, uh, I don't know how it transitioned. I tell people because um, India has one of the largest railway systems that people usually don't know. And that trains is like one of the biggest transportation uh, that people use in, in India. And uh, just describing that um, <laughs> whole experience. Um, yeah. So, I mean, those are um, some of the stories I tell, but um I mean, my favorite thing to do is probably what we're doing right now is that our favorite stories get retold um, every time we're together. Um, but it always feels like it's the first time we're hearing it. Um, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> and I laugh as hard. I smile just as big. Um, and I know it's very sappy, but... I mean, y'all are, you know, you three are um, definitely the the uh, best part for India for me. Aww. Um, <laughs> yeah, such a nice guy. But no, I mean, really, um, I uh, 
I can't can't tell you how blessed and grateful that I had all of you uh, there uh, to experience it with me. Um, it's such a weird, like I said, I keep saying it's such a weird blessing because it really is. It's just. Uh, we have so we have us four who like get each other so well because we grew up the same way. Like we get it when we're irritated by certain things that happen in America or, yeah. you know, like we understand each other. Yeah. Like our mindsets are the same, which I really value that we all have that together. Yeah. And it's, it's so funny to me, all four of us sitting here doing a podcast because <laughs> like the minute we started, I'm like, this is exactly what younger us would have imagined older us doing sitting here and like <laughs> making some sort of production that emily right. has like laid out on a spreadsheet before that's we started <laughs> that's, that's very amazing. true yep nope it's very true um and um yeah and you know what's funny emily when you i don't know why tonight when you first asked me that question my head went immediately to the kids table at grandma and tata's house in madras um, mm-hmm. because we each had d- a different colored wicker chairs sure. small like i had the blue one what was your guys's color mine was red remember. we never can remember what me and we we talked about i think it's yellow episode. and green but I oh, you did with Tata? Yeah. You did? Yeah. Cut <laughs> this part out. <laughs> no, it's no, so it funny. Was, we brought it up again. Yeah, no, I I remember the chairs. I don't remember my color. I probably was trying to steal someone else's color, knowing my MO about life. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, I can't remember my color. But that's that's funny that you guys uh, thought about it too. Um, but <laughs> Those four chairs. Uh, I mean, you guys thinking of every great story about india includes you three um and you know um and our families and elijah and josh i love you yep. guys <laughs> <laughs> um but it's just um yeah uh you know having having you know what's so awesome is that um i have such a diff you know like who gets to have this kind of relationship with like their uncle and aunts you know, I, I thought about that the other day too. Like, just us going over to your house, you guys coming to ours, and just um, us experiencing um, and just spiritually learning from these amazing people of, of faith. You know, mm-hmm. um, that we were con- constantly had in our lives. You know. Um, and so, um, you know, for me, you know, I pray often and think often, you know, how can I, how can I try to be that in somebody else's life? How can I be that example in somebody else's life? What's also important on my heart is, you know, to also a little bit to remember what church was like in India. Still to this, to this day, I think so much of, you know, Pastor Mo, like, one of you know is pastor mohan uh david mohan in uh india and um if you know and every time i get whenever he speaks at the english service i try to watch him um 
and just such an amazing, humble gracefulness of when he speaks and he teaches. And I see so much of Tata and Pastor Mohan and, and Pastor J-Raj to see that discipleship that Tata had in the churches. Um, and it's so amazing to see um, that happen, you know, even, you know, Uncle Dave and the people he was able to mentor. Um, and it's just amazing to see that discipleship kind of played out and um they are um they have changed each one of our lives you know the pastors and the churches in india um because we've always had thousands thousands and maybe million i don't know thousands at least who've prayed for us that we'll never know you know um and so um you know when we started you know, the process of naming Jaya, Jaya, um, which you kind of alluded to a little bit, Andrea, um, kind of introducing everything. Um, Jaya had served in our family um, since um, our parents were missionaries in India, along with our grandfather and our grandmother. Jaya um, worked for our family. She did cleaning. She prepared food. Um, she was very essential to the ministry um, because without Jaya and without the people that worked around us, none of the God's mission would have been able to happen. Um, what God did in people's lives was very much because of what Jaya did in our lives. And so Jaya, we, you know, Emily and I and Josh were so fortunate that Jaya came and worked with our family. Um, and y'all, y'all kind of described why that is for missionaries. And you guys did a very good job of why it's the missionaries couldn't last in India without help. Couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't have done it uh, plain and simple. Um, and you know, for me, uh, when I, I had one memory of Jaya that always sticks with me. And when she, she passed away, I, I, I felt it differently, uh, because of this is, um, one time she was actually watching Emily and myself and Josh. And, um, all of a sudden I started hearing something, uh, hearing somebody talk. So it was about four or five in the morning. So, I had a, I, I lived, I slept in a loft um, in India and in our, the house that we stayed at. So I, I climb out of my loft and I quietly kind of went around because I just, I just wanted to know. And, you know, when I started going to the stairs, I started to realize that it was Jaya. And I'll never forget me kind of, I stood there kind of at the doorway and Jaya was on her hands and knees in front of our fire and she was praying she was praying in her the native language there called tamil she's just praying she's praying her heart out she's weeping in front of this fire she starts saying our names that's what i could start making out she was speaking in tamil and tongues and she would say emily long long prayer for emily and she said caleb 
long, long prayer for me. And then she prayed for Josh, long, long prayer for Josh. And the same for mom and dad. And she's sitting there praying. And I listened to her for about five minutes. And then after five minutes of me just standing there, I went back and slept. And so, you know, I'm so grateful when I married Elizabeth that when I said, when J.L. Lois was the name that came to my head, I'm so grateful that Elizabeth understood my heart of why I wanted to possibly name her Jaya. Um, and it was because of that. Um, and so when Jaya passed away, you know, it's funny as I know you guys may feel this, but like, you know, we know that they're in heaven celebrating, but there's also just something feels missing. Just a little something feels missing. You can't exactly explain it, but you know, just something spiritually feels different. And, you know, I felt that missing of her prayers, but I now have Jaya and Jaya Lois that reminds me of her prayers every day. Um, and when I say her name, Jaya, I get to remember my home in Cody. I get to remember the people I love, the church I love, uh, my family, my friends, um, and how special that incredible, incredible woman of God was. Absolutely amazing, beautiful uh, woman that if I can somehow manage to represent Jesus like that, um, uh, I, could, I could change the world. And so it's something I strive for. I mess up a lot, mess up a whole bunch. Uh, but um, really, it, it, that's what JF meant to me, um, and I admire her for that. Um, and I know we all could talk about people that we love and miss in India who uh, we share, like, you know, and and Tiff and M, what you were all saying. When we say instantly, when we say the people from India, we get that feeling of just, just I, I just, I miss them so much. I miss yeah. that India will always be um, that second home. So anyway, think, sorry. Sorry for my long rambling session. I think that's what I miss the most about India is the people. Honestly, like the first year I moved back to America, every time I saw an Indian person, I would just start crying because I missed Indian people so bad. Um, yeah. Just because they're so loving, like we just experienced such loving people and um, just made me miss the friendships we made with so many people who loved our family and sacrificed for our family and um, loved us like their own and took us in. So, well, there's so much more that we could talk about and sit here and discuss for hours and hours. So, Caleb, you'll have to come back. Will you come back on and join us sometime? Oh, anytime. <laughs> Definitely. Love what it. One of the last things that we talked about um, having you do is to share a special scripture verse with us. So yeah. would you share that with us now? Yeah. Um, and, and there is the, um, I, I can't, I, I'm so much into, it's hard for me to like single out a verse because with the verse, like how do you explain it? So it's a couple of verses. So I'm sorry if that's against the rules. Uh, but <laughs> to really, uh, to complete the thought, um, it's kind of necessary to have all of it. So it's, uh, 
Colossians 4, 2 through 6. Um, it's devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Pray for us, too, that God will give us many opportunities to speak about his mysterious plan concerning Christ. That is why I am here in chains. Pray that I will proclaim this message as clearly as I should. Live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversations be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. And so, yeah, and I, um, I, you know, a lot of people at church, I, I basically every other week, I quote these verses uh, to a lot of people uh, because um, so many times we leave out the aspect of, of prayer. You know, I think a lot of the times we put, we take God out of the equation a lot of the times when we're talking to other people about him. Um, and we are meant to be in prayer about opportunities to talk to other people. Right. And so we get all stressed out. We get filled with anxiety saying, uh, have I talked to enough people? Have I done enough Lord? Have I done this? Have I done that? And really what I love about these verses is, uh, Paul is just saying you need to pray for opportunities. And when you have that opportunity, um, the first thing you do is be gracious and attractive. Be humble in your conversations. Don't feel like you're a know-it-all in conversations. And then through that, there's wisdom and having responses for everyone. And so um, uh, that verse is just something I share every other week. So uh, that's why I shared it today um, because I love it. I, it's just, um, it's, it's changed my perspective on a lot of things. Wow. I, I love that you shared that with us because I think that just shows your humbleness and your genuine, genuine, authentic love for that relationship piece with others. And so whenever I think of you and how you cultivate that with those around you, you make, um, all those around you feel loved. And I think that is just such a huge part of who you are as a person who's God, who God created you to be is that no matter who you come across, no matter their station in life, no matter what their circumstances, you love them well. And so I think those verses just, that's a representation of who you are as well. So I love that. Thank you for being here with us and thanks Ange and Tiff always. And we thank you guys for being, for listening in on us and listening to where our journeys are taking us, um, even through life now. And so as we come to an end, we always say one thing. Do you know what it is, Caleb? And that's how the Vudai sops up the Sambar. <laughs> yep, that's oh, exactly right. That. <laughs> is that it? Which that translates really right now. to don't forget to wave at the gate. Bye now. Bye. Bye.